to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Weeby, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Yeah, I, I, you know, I used to be a theater guy, but now I've been doing such feature films for such a long time that I kind of speak <laughs> in a more, I've learned that, that, you know, a lot of my acting comes from subtlety. Um, so yeah. I talk at more sure. of a, a regular volume and that's kind of where my head space is at. Cause I've been doing a lot of drama. You, you have a rich, a rich fantasy life. That's well, I did get right. rich from the movie fantasy life. <laughs> starring. <laughs> Starring Sean Bean as the guy who gets killed, and Cameron Diaz as the pretty princess. I mean, I'm not going to pay to see it. I, don't, okay. I think that goes without saying. It's it's not real. So. <laughs> no, it it it's, is real. Okay, you guys make fun right now, but uh, guess I'm, not, I'm not making. I'm not making fun. I'm not making. Fun. I mean, just know when I'm having a premiere, a rap party. Guess right. who's not going to get a calligraphy invite to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings? Free, free all the wings you could eat at B-Dub Dub. That sounds like a hell of a deal. Uh, I hate to miss out on that. I just think that there's. Well, no, I, I can invite friends that do support me. Right. I, I don't think there's. I don't think there's any doubt, Mike, that you've lived a, a very full life with a lot of wonderful experiences. I just this is. This is perhaps a bridge too far that you started. No, in a, film a, bridge too, a bridge too far was with uh, Sean, Michael Caine. And- yeah, Michael Caine, Sean Connery, and no, I was not in that movie. I was in the sequel, A Bridge Even Further, and, <laughs> and that you know that had an all star cast too. That's right. Um, but but I'm not. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a fantasy life. A fantasy life. You, Cameron Diaz, and Sean Ben, Sean Bean. It's also it also has a we did a there's a CGI Peter Falk. You must have been in the too. Do you have any recordings of his lines? I mean, I don't. I'm not on me, but he at one point goes like, "Hey, that's one hell of a wizard." I'm sure. I'm sure the the glass eye worked was really difficult for the animators to get right. That was yeah. I mean, well, he takes it out. He takes out the glass eye. Oh wow! And he Is holds it... it up to the sun, and it shoots a laser out of it when it hits the the light. Right. I'm gonna have to look for this. I'm gonna have to get out to a blockbuster and see if I can't find this rental. Yeah. To... Uh, there's only gonna only be one way to it uh, to defeat Mordodius. <laughs> <laughs> Mordodius is that is that the villain? I'm assuming. Yeah, the yeah, villain? yeah. Mordodius. Some kind of creature or an evil person or he's like a. I mean, he's an evil guy and he turns into a uh, grizzly bear with no hair. No <laughs> <A> hairless, <laughs> yeah. hairless. That would be that would be frightening. Yeah. So you're talking like Dan Haggerty and Grizzly Adams? I wish we could get Haggerty. We, Haggerty's Haggerty's not doing film roles anymore well, he's i think mo- well that's the main reason is because he's not alive is why he's not doing a lot of as much film work but um i feel that y'all were able to snag peter falk maybe i mean what's what's getting in your way well i don't know if you know and this is again i i know i'm bringing a lot of industry stuff to right, this thank you this for group. acknowledging that i'm i'm really so now allow now i know i gotta get into the whole into the uh, fx department it's a lot harder to animate hair and i don't know if the last time you looked at dan haggerty his face is covered in hair and it was like okay well either we get dan haggerty to you know to play the villain or we get f murray abraham and so we went fa right and that's why the grizzly bear then is hairless right because it was yeah. just a- we, get, we decided to get fma and it's a choice you know i mean you, you don't you have a thing in your head when you're writing uh, a script <laughs> which i did did you write okay just wanted to verify that that's and you got it you got you, know, you have a vision but that's the thing that's the thing about filmmaking is it's it's mm-hmm. collaborative you have to be able to be uh 
it's a very zen it's a it's a it's a zen collaborative art form it's zen you have to be able to, uh, if if the wind blows an oak tree it's going to break that oak tree but if the wind blows a elastic tree it's mm-hmm. just going to flop yeah. around back and forth but guess yeah. which one's still going to be standing oaks elastic. oaks are famously strong trees that's mm-hmm. it's quite a wind i think that would blow down an oak a mighty wind Starring Christopher Guest. Also, also a movie. That's yeah, I was not. In the, I wasn't in that one either. <laughs> there you, oh, okay, were, you weren't in it, or your scenes were cut out. I turned down the audition because it wasn't going to have enough. The folk, the folk music wasn't as realistic as I wanted it to be. So they wanted to audition you, and you said no. Yeah, I won't do that. That's correct. Okay. I told him. I told him that I said, Christopher Guest, you can fuck right off. Well, Kevin is as interesting as Mike's film career. Can we please get rolling with the International News Service? It's what people expect from us. It's what people need from us. Mm-hmm. It's what they demand, and God fucking damn it, mm-hmm. it's what they're going to get. Are, there are a lot of lost sheep out there that need to be steered towards the truth. Welcome to the International News Service. I'm your host, Kevin Harrison, along with my co-hosts. I am Brian Camp. I am Mike Weeby, And over there... Behind the giant screen of televisions that looks like the Batcave, but not the Zack Snyder's Batcave. Specifically, the Batcave featured in Joel Schumacher's Batman (laughs) Forever. Why, who's that running all those dials that have bat logos on them? Why, it's Mark Ryan. Hey, yo. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Great. (laughs) You (laughs) were... You. <laughs> he's a cowboy this week. He's, 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 he's a cowboy. <laughs> Our first story comes to us from the BBC. Uh-huh. Bad Boys Club. Bad yes. Boys Club. And the title is Dozens Change Name to Salmon to Get Sushi Deal. Officials in Taiwan have issued a public plea asking people to stop visiting government offices to request changing their name to Gui Yu, which translates in English to salmon. The request came after a Taiwanese sushi restaurant chain called Akindo Sushiro said anyone with the Chinese characters for salmon in their name could get a free all-you-can-eat sushi meal for themselves and five friends. Since then, dozens of people have requested a name change. The name change process costs around $3 and applicants get a new ID card and a registration certificate. $3? Super efficient. That's, yeah. That is a good deal. It's a lot more expensive over here. Yeah. That's How much does it cost you to change your name? It cost me 80 bucks to change my name to Casanova Frankenstein. <laughs> and then another 90 bucks to change it back. <laughs> because my mom was being a real bee about it. <laughs> she threatened She threatened to not give me the uh, a PlayStation 3 for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she followed through on that promise. That was this year. <laughs> and your, your solution was to invest $180 into changing your name and then changing it back. That's... Yeah. <laughs> well, she found out that I changed it and got and got upset and threatened to not give me a PlayStation 3 because that's all I wanted this last Christmas. And so I changed it back. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm starting to think with all these name changes, I could have just bought myself that PlayStation 3. <laughs> I'd be playing. There might I'd be, be playing, something to that. And that's... I'd be playing Conker's Bad Fur Day right now. It's interesting you say that because one student said she changed her name to Qua Salmon Rice Bowl, but she planned to change it back the next day. Wait, you can change your name there that fast and back? Yeah, that's a quick. Yeah, like one day and three bucks. Don't don't let the Dims find out. We'll never have a valid election. <laughs> what the I'm surprised this hasn't Dooms. gotten picked up for that purpose. That's right. <laughs> now I'm you've sure got all these now you've got all these delicious dishes saying that they voted <laughs> That's right. for Biden. That's right. That's right. Right. Looks 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 like salmon voted for Biden a hundred times. Yeah. Apparently a gordita voted for Camellia Harris. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Two- I am too, man. 
two other people managed to eat around $460 worth of free sushi, but one later posted online, I do not think we will want to eat salmon again for a while. People changing their name to benefit from this offer should be wary, however. Taiwanese law only permits its citizens to change their name three times. Well, what happens on the fourth time you're stuck? Yeah, no, on the third time you're stuck. That's your name forever. You have to leave Taiwan to change your name that fourth time. What name uh, would you guys change your names to in order to get... What food would you change your name to in order to... Pork rind. Pork rind? Gordita Mm -hmm. Crunchwrap. I'd keep my last name, though. It'd be Gordita Crunchwrap Harrison. Oh, Crunchwrap. Yeah. What do you think I said? I don't want to repeat it. No, I that was uncomfortable. I was like, "That's that's not delicious." Right, uh, Mark. Coffee, coffee. That's a real low effort suggestion from you, Mark. I'm real, I'm real disappointed. <laughs> well, what would be a cool name that would also net me a lot of delicious food? I think I could live with the name Human Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would have to change it from Army Hammer, topical callback. Oh, oh, callback! Yeah, you could uh, you could get up to Washington State and just get yourself a bag of mulch. Ooh. Huh? Callback, callback from a month and a half ago, perhaps. I have no idea what that callback is to. <laughs> That's why it's such a, that is. I'll need some forensic, both effective uh, and ineffective callback. There's somebody. There's one lone person who is chuckling. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Probably a camp's camper who chuckles at just everything you say. <laughs> it's, well, that's how they're. That's that's part of the doctrine. So they just they, they have to. They know they have to. I can't believe you forgot human mulch. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one. It was a you big one. The stoner guy who annoyed himself. Oh yes. Be careful! That character's coming back. We that's need right. to stop now. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah. man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that uh, Taiwan, tighten up your borders. That's all I have to say. <laughs> what? Well, I've, I'm glad that we very quickly went ahead and ostracized yet again another another nation. And yes, we, I believe as a service, we do recognize Taiwan as, as, as having nation status. I think we can oh, all... Oh, yeah, we'll stand behind that. <laughs> oh, that's... I've, Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot, Mike. Not only did oh, you throw it. the people of Hong Kong under the bus, now you're throwing the people of Taiwan under the bus. Uh, actually, I, I honestly, I get very like no joke. I, I do not know what's going on with China. I know everybody doesn't get along very well, though, and I feel like yeah. at some point I'm probably gonna have to be the one to sort it all out. You know, <laughs> that's right. Well, and start. I'm, I'm, and I, I, you know, at some point it's like I, I want you, I want you, like I feel like it's a more a better learning tool if you guys work this out like you know i don't know if it's just like one area has like the nicer ski slopes the nicer snowboard trails and then one area has like the cooler beaches probably there's probably a bunch of good beaches or a bunch of like that's where all the cool ditches to skateboard are but i just like i think you guys need to get together get like hash it out china taiwan hong kong you guys used to be best friends what happens i think that they all love each other they just forgotten how to show it to each other that's that's powerful i i like that you've you've minimized the entire <laughs> conflict the scale of a a fight over a, a ramp a locals only ramp <laughs> i mean it's remind honestly the situation reminds me a lot of the daggers versus the ramp locals oh in sure the Thrashing. Thrashing. Yep. I mean, in the end, who do they hate? They hate the drug dealers that are that are horning their way in. Who are the drug dealers here? I don't know. I'm gonna say Russia. Hmm. Wow. And you know, your analogy just made sense to me. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's the good thing about analogies is that they <laughs> uh, you 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 make things look like other things and then people understand the first things better. Right. Right. That's why I like a good analogy. Right. <laughs> or it just makes it really easy for them to say, oh, I get it. No, because people can't fake that. You can't fake that. It's very easy to tell if someone's lying. And say, and say a truth or a lie, and I will tell you whether it's a truth or a lie. Uh, Chairman Mao is the, the initial supreme leader of the modern Chinese Communist Party. 
lie. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, can I try? Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. I'm I'm not wearing pants. Lie. Damn it. He's good. Mm-hmm. You think that anywhere though over there they have uh, a picture of like a painting of a cute kitty dressed up like a general and it says chairman meow i don't i don't think that i think you don't think they think do the that exact opposite i think maybe somebody is in a in a, camp a capital crime for, there for creating such a piece like of art camps campers like that, that kind <laughs> of different, camp. different kind of camp i don't want anyone to get confused we are a wholly voluntary organization and and i think we need to move on i've been advised to move on from this so. all right okay is not that type of camp. So our next story comes to us from I fucking love science. Also known uh, does as it I really, have... you know what? Hey, we all like science too, but maybe you don't be so edgy and swear all the time is what I want to say to the, I understand it's the news source. I have a problem with it. My I'm trying to teach my kids about Christ, not about science and swearing. <laughs> Which would you prefer, the science or the swearing? Well, I do. I do think that says a lot about um, secular culture. Is that science is is goes right along with swearing, you know? Mathematics it goes right along with nudity. Eighty thousand and what? Eighty five, you know? Spells out boobs on your calendar. You know? Oh, uh, okay. I know. I know. That's why. That's yeah. why I don't. That's why I will not allow my children to play with calculators. <laughs> yeah. Poor Cal Drago is probably struggling in school right now. I think that's <laughs> Cal Drago's struggling with a lot of things. He is uh, there's a lot of we call it impulse control. Uh, that, well, they call it impulse control. I call it uh, fires started in every corner of the room. Well, you named him Cal Drago. That's <laughs> I think sometimes I just think sometimes that some things you bring up upon yourself. Well, and... I, the good news is I'm having his name changed. Oh, to Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm $80 in on that. It's supposed to go through this week and his name's going to be, that's his nickname. His full name is going to be six pack kids meal with Chick-fil-A nuggets. Trade in the toy for an ice cream. Okay. Is his full Christian name. It's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, it may not be in the Bible, but if they were, if, if they were to write the Bible now, you better believe Chick-fil-A is going to come up in there at some point. Do you have any concern about the cows at all? It comes up a lot. We have to talk about the dangers of cow sentience. Right now they're writing eat more chicken, but I do worry about the time where they write. It's, you know, it'll be like F-M-L-E, female, and then just a really bad misspelled circumcision. I don't know. I don't trust what these cows want. So you think that potentially the cows are pro sharia law i think that there's yeah <laughs> okay i think that the cows are probably pro sharia law <laughs> and but they they spell it they're gonna spell it like the fucking morons that they are that's right it'll be real cute people yeah. fall for it i saw one of these signs a cow up there and they just they just in wrote the letter q <laughs> And, you, you know, usually you see, like, the billboard and the cows still painting it. This was just the letter Q written in red, and then it's the cow looking out onto the freeway, and it just had the craziest fucking look in its eyes. He knew the storm is coming. That's Yeah. I think he just didn't know how to spell storm. That's right. He barely could get the Q. It's a tough letter for I mean, a cow. It's impressive for a cow, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So... Our next story, as I was saying, comes to us from I fucking love science or <laughs> uh, iflscience.com. Thank you. Thank you. Please. There's probably some kids. We do have probably some kids listening. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. This is, this is an educational news podcast. They let kids listen to it in school, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's socially distant school now. They can, you know, they could listen on the side, mute their mic. Not the school I send my kids. They've been in class this whole time, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, Cal Drogo cannot be let out of another. I, it actually takes two adults to be in the room with him at all times. <laughs> and uh, he's what they call a runner and a biter <laughs> and a stabber. And a fire starter. So. And a fire starter. Mm-hmm. Like Drew Barrymore? Thank God he can't do 
with his mind or we would all be dead every single so you have no doubt that this is an attempt to kill you that when he sets fires it is out of desire six to... pack six pack nugget as i gotta get used to it i gotta, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Gotta get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah six six pack nugget yeah he's told me i would say in so many words but no in those exact words he's i want to kill you i want to see you dead i want you to die by my hands <laughs> Which is honestly, it's a it's a good vocabulary for an eight year old. It's it's great. Yeah. What is what does his brother Legolas have to say about this? Legolas has not been talking to me. Mm, that's got to be tough. No, actually, actually, you know, you would think it would be, and there is like a little emotional like, eh. But for the most part, it's like, thank God. All right. Yeah. Asking me for juice all goddamn day. <laughs> now let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. You're, you're you're with you're you're on a road trip with six pack nuggets and legolas mm-hmm. driving driving through the desert. It's real hot. You've been driving for a few hours, you're getting kind of hungry, you're a hundred miles from the next stop, and the car breaks down. Middle of nowhere. Is it a good idea to name your child six pack nuggets in that situation? Yeah, you're worried that I'm gonna do a cartoon thing where I just imagine them as food? No. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. The fact is I will not be ever. It's, it's a silly question because I will not be going on any trips with those kids ever. Like the, the idea, the idea of moving out of, uh, County lines with six pack nuggets is far too dangerous. I mean, if, if, if that kid is going to be moved, it's going to be in a, like a SWAT type vehicle and, there will be a police escort ahead and behind it. So I'm not, I'm really not worried about a, a run out of gas type situation. And believe me, there'll be security. There'll probably be an eye in the sky too. Well, I, so. just, I was conf- I was just concerned because remind me what your name was that you were going to change it to again. Uh, I've, for- I've already forgotten. <laughs> it was human flesh. Oh, human flesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Human flesh. Does that was just jokes? I that was just joke. That was jokes. I but my son really is a a deadly, deadly sociopath, capable of murdering adults. You can joke about one thing and be serious about the other. Okay, right. it just and I, the only reason I forgot what I had said earlier in that in jest is because you got me talking about my kid that I am to use the word frightened would be. Uh, it's it's that sort of Lovecraftian, you know, fear that has no words that turns one's hair white because it can't be a, a properly. There is no there is no language to describe the fear that I feel around my own son. And this is the son that you bought a pair of Heelys for. Is that correct? <laughs> well, I, I thought that that was going to help. Honestly, it just made a a quicker murderer. That's right. <laughs> quicker. <laughs> At least, at least you can outrun killer. an eight-year-old, but when he's yeah. on wheels, they don't tire out as quick. I no. tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kevin, if we get on to the story, I think. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, it's something that'll keep my blood pressure down. Let let, let me get back to a. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on March 14th, a team of 15 volunteers were sealed into a cave in France for 40 days with no access to natural light and no ability to tell time. The only source of light is provided by... Can you imagine how bad that would stink? Okay. <laughs> France, off the list. Okay. There we go. That's right. So we've knocked out Taiwan and France. Two for two. Let's, let's keep it up. The only source of light is provided by using a pedal-driven generator to create electricity. As far as I could tell, there are no cameras in the cave. Instead, volunteers are wearing sensors that are mounted by scientists. They're mounted by scientists? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Volunteers are wearing sensors that are monitored by scientists. No. So that's less, that's less scientists are outside the cave reading. Yeah. Well, how long can you go before your optic nerve dies in the dark? Well, that's part of what the experiment is, I guess. I did a year, I did a year underground, and, and I, my optic nerve was fine. Right. And you got really good at digging, right? Didn't you, didn't you develop some, some real hand strength and some. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say I was pretty good at that to begin with. Um, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I'm surprised that you're claiming (laughs) expertise in something. It's 
That's not like you. Yeah, no, I, was, I've, I, I mean, I feel like I've been pretty, I, you know, I've been pretty open about my, my digging abilities. This is literally the first we have heard of it. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I spent about a year under there. Uh, you know, I had a gig Remember where a I, dig would, yeah. well, I would roll around with the, with the hose. And there, when I would run into creatures, I would, would just plug it into them and explode them. Are you them. saying that Dig Dug is based <laughs> off of you? Is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, I, yeah, they did, I mean, not about me. I mean, I did have, like, the record at that job, but that was the job that I did. Job. What were the creatures that you were in, You were inflating and exploding? Um, you know? Octorox and Tektites. <laughs> See, I had no idea, Mike, that that was based off of a real thing. But yeah, the you tell of it. It's, it's an amazing job to have as a toddler. I wasn't a toddler. I was, however, <laughs> however old you are when you're eight. That's not a toddler. <laughs> no, 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 basically, I was, I was, I was six pack nuggets age, roughly. Right, and it sounds like you channeled some of your issues into digging and inflating monsters <laughs> till they exploded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that, you know, and granted, I listen, I keep saying, let's, let's throw the kid into a, let's throw the kid into a well. Well, you know, and I'll send him a vacuum cleaner that goes into reverse, but his mom's being a real being about it. Okay. <laughs> Is that you? Do you enter from a well? Is that how it starts? No, you just dig straight down. No, I, well, I went in through a well. I was right, I'm down. Sure, the- I'm sure the game they made based off of that simplified it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the way that the way that it really got going was they sent me down there to to, to rescue uh, Jessica, little <laughs> Jessica. And uh, once I got down there, I saw you know all these octorox and tektites, and I realized <laughs> like my job is not done. I got her out of there heroically, I'm sure. And guess who? And guess who gets all the fucking attention in that scenario? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, let's just say that I wasn't on the cover of People magazine. No, this is and, the first I've heard you associated with this story. Yeah, I know. So, I, I know exactly. Yeah, I feel like you were cheated. You know, I'm not. I'm not even mad at Coleco who made the game. Like we've we settled that issue out of court, and they did have to change the you know the Dig Dug character's eyes to blue. Like I don't know <laughs> if you can see my peepers. People listening can't can't see you, Mike. Well, tr- trust me, they're. They're very blue, almost an, an azure, mm-hmm. very, very blue eyes, piercing blue eyes. I look like I've been breathing the spice. Seeker. <laughs> <laughs> so these frogs get down there. And again, the good people of France you're referring to is frogs. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the frogs I had to kill underground with my, my hose. <laughs> Did you also inflate <laughs> yeah. frogs and explode them? Is yeah. <laughs> And admittedly, that one was just for fun. That right. Was, <laughs> right. And right. that, you know, I see Cal Drogo, uh, you know, six pack doing that with frogs too, mm-hmm. but he's got a little bit more of a glee to it than I remember yeah. having. Right, right. Yours was a job. I feel like that's a sign. I feel like that's on the list of things to watch he, out for with yeah. kids. Yeah. Sometimes he looks up and he just stares at me and he goes, like, I'll try to put it back together. <laughs> Chilling, 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 harrowing tales from a a place of fatherhood. Let's just say, let's just say, round two. I'm not going to fight so hard for joint custody. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's right. That was a real sucker's bet, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, I'll be honest. I and I tell him this all the time. I'm like, the only reason I fought for that was just to piss your mom off. (laughs) Right, right. It's always good for child child development. Now I'm thinking she was playing 40 chess. So the purpose it's a rough, of this rough spot you find yourself in. Sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. Let's. Yeah. I think uh, you're you're on the right track here. Let's see if we can't get through two stories in an hour. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people are are tuned in right now, and they know that there's three things that have occurred that they don't know about that might change their life. It's true, especially the expert analysis they're going to hear regarding those three things. Exactly. So the purpose of this experiment is to observe the effects of long-term isolation without any concept of time and could give insight into human behavior in long-term isolation situations in places like submarines, underground mines, or deep space travel. There are several quirks in hey, the experiment Kevin, that have raised the ire. Kevin, what's up? Kevin, I know you're trying yes. to get through this, but I, hasn't this been done several times? Isn't this an experiment that is been done probably a hundred times they've tried some variations on it they tried uh 
They tried that biodome once, but the problem with that <laughs> I saw was that, that movie. Polly Star was like, "Weasel, what are you doing? I'm the weasel." Yeah, see, Polly Shore fucked up that experiment. He did. Yeah, he did. I remember he did. He fucked up a lot of shit. <laughs> you he can't was, give him jury duty. He kept wheezing the juice the whole time. You can't make him your son-in-law. He will screw up everything he does. Cool hair, though. <laughs> oh yeah, real cool hair. Okay, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean. I just I, I feel like that this isn't groundbreaking science but yeah i feel like the idea of like hey let's put somebody in a dark place for x amount of time has been done before right specifically well, to me when i was young and and killing monsters underground with the well, hose that's right that that's the problem i had in reading this is we've already had people in long-term isolation situations like submarines underground mines and, and deep, deep space, space nine travel. deep space nine well yeah. captain Cisquo tv show mike TV show. I think you're getting confused. Yeah, TV show based on a real thing. TV, just TV show. They don't have just. a pedal-driven generator there for light. That's what the changeling did. That was his job. Wait, I thought the changeling was on. Nah, there was one on Deep Space Nine. There might have been one on, on B5. Rene Abujinawe <laughs> as Odo. He was also on Benson. Yeah, he was on Benson. He looked, yep. he looked older on Benson. Anyways... Uh... <laughs> So there are several quirks in the experiment that mm-hmm. have raised the ire of scientists. No, 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 no. Quirk was on Star Trek Voyager. The quirk or quirk? There are several quirks in the experiment that have raised mm. the ire of scientists. Not Quarks. least of which is the mission leader, Christian Klott, who was sealed in the cave with other, the other volunteers because he keeps calling himself a researcher but actually has no scientific background. Assuming everything goes as planned, the volunteers will exit the cave on April 22nd, which is about two weeks after this episode is released. Oh, so maybe we'll have a, a special follow-up report. Yeah, in maybe two weeks. we should oh. go down there, actually. Right, you could blow them all up with your reverse vacuum cleaner. <laughs> if I was if I was allowed in France, I would head down there. And <laughs> Oh, you are not? You don't think they'll let you in? Is it because well, of what you said they, about the French people, or is it something different? I think I think the French people are especially sophisticated, and I think if any of them would give the international news service a chance, they'd be they'd be all over it. Do I, we have any listeners in France? Fuck no. Uh, it's you know, like a handful, I mean, like three or four. Do we, do we we really, like three or four downloads. Yeah, but not like the Irish. No, the Irish love us. Yeah, yeah we, love them. we love the Irish. Exactly. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. In, in if if an Irish person is hearing this, I apologize. I hate to feel like we're singling you out, but. One of the things that happen here a lot when you grow up is you get a helium balloon and you tie a card to it and you let the balloon go. And then the card has your name on it. And then the balloon can travel many miles away and then it lands. And if somebody finds it, they can contact you. And it's always fun when you're a kid, if that happens, and I'm sure it causes all kinds of pollution has killed many mammals and sea life or whatever, but (laughs) we know you're out there and I just, just desperately want to know who you are you found our balloon you've you have found our balloon that's an analogy you you just made that's a very good analogy yes so these frenchies are they're going to get out and but it turns Mm -hmm. out that it sounds like let me just encapsulate this story for the slow of listening these frenchies uh they are holding themselves up in a cave but it sounds like the guy does not know what he's doing and it's just a big, probably just a way for him to have some kind of a sex orgy down there with a whole bunch of people and keep one of them uh, on a treadmill. Well, we know France has a real problem with orgies during the pandemic. That's Callback. true. That's true. Callback. That's two for me, I think. Man. For keeping count. I think sounds like you are. I'm, I yeah. am absolutely keeping count. <laughs> I have a chalkboard to my right. I am marking it down. The winner that gets the most callbacks should get probably get something, I would guess, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to um, tell you what. Whoever gets the most callbacks, I will pay for their name change. This I noticed that you have a lot of points on the callback board. Will, there, you, will you change their name to Salmon Callback? I There's a chance that I might change it to that. I was going for a callback. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to be paying uh, for something. All right, let's continue on. I mean, yeah, let's feed me. Our next story comes to us from The Guardian. And the title mm. is... Which that's one? My new, that's my new catchphrase for when I want a new story. It's feed me. Feed my brain mouth. 
feed my brain mouth some delicious story. And wildly uncomfortable by your catchphrase. Feed my brain mouth. And then uh, parentheses, no junk food. <laughs> so you could probably make a bumper sticker out of that. That would be pretty cool. So it, any number of head shops, independently owned head shops across. Yeah. Are there chain head shops? Oh, yeah. The gas pipe. Yeah, the gas pipe. The, the gas, gas pipe. pipe. The gas a, pipe. A smoke shop, a gift shop. Planet K's. Planet K, yep. Sketchy Tony's Not Bong store. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder what they sell there. Not bongs. Whoa. Not bongs. They do not sell. Don't ask. What a fucking insane, uh, archaic rule that I think still exists. Hey, can I look at that bong? Oh, we got to kick you out now. It's seriously. I mean, the law hasn't changed on drug paraphernalia. But you you guys remember that. For real, though, you remember that you could go into a, into a if you went into a head shop right. and you said, can I see that water pipe? They would take it out. But if you said, can I see that bong? They would go, you have to leave right now. It was the dumbest. It has to. They have to imply that what you were using that for is for tobacco and not for anything illicit that would be illegal for them to sell. I think it is similar to people claiming that it's against the law to pick blue bonnets in Texas. It's just not true. And, but people have decided that it is, and it's become a cultural touchstone, but calling something, something doesn't really mean anything. Right. But I think that that's why they approach it that way is like, no, no, this is a tobacco water pipe. Right. If I had a bong I used exclusively for tobacco, then it wouldn't be <laughs> drug paraphernalia. Well, I mean, I do. So. I what kind of idiot would do that? <laughs> just a big old, <laughs> big old rip, just giant rip of Marlboro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Marlboro gold. <laughs> Buy your Marlboros. You cut them open. You yeah. What's the hookah lounge that you go to, Mike? <laughs> Oh, the hookah lounge, it's called. What's it called? There's a couple of them that I <laughs> like to attend to. There's one that's uh, Super Mario themed called uh, Puka's Hookah. And they all look like uh, they all look like the turtles from <laughs> when you, the hookah looks like a like a turtle in there. When you're in there smoking, they exclu- exclusively play. Um, and it just loops oh. over and over again and it gets real annoying i'll be honest with you. it gets real annoying I, I don't remember that song ever getting annoying but then if you sit through it for a couple hours it gets less annoying oh yeah oh what i see a dog i saw a dog What? My wife is telling me I'm supposed to shut my brain mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, it looks like the fun police just arrested. So we need another bump bus. Shut that brain mouth down. I hope people know that this news comes as a cost to my personal life. <laughs> That's right. Hey, there's no great art without sacrifice, right? And is there a greater art than the truth? I want that on your headstone. Well, thanks. That, <laughs> it's, that's concerning given what we know about Kyle Drago, but perhaps. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I've, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't, don't want to play date with this right. kid. I'm just, I'm imagining a, a crime scene wherein my body has been exploded all over a room through some sort of <laughs> reverse vacuum device that, yeah, you know, they just, as the police baffled, it looks like the old Dig Dug murders. This is what they're going to say. <laughs> is the Dig Dug killer back? No, it's his son. Yeah. <laughs> so the next story comes to us from The Guardian. And the title uh-huh. is Sperm Whales in 19th Century Shared Ship Attack Information. These poor animals have been suffering too long with the Snickers of of junior high kids based on their name. And I don't know why, why did they get sperm whales and semen you know like why like why why did why do we do that to these these poor like these men of the ocean 
and these mammals of the also ocean. Why do we name them such unfortunate names? I think that's a great question. Well, with with sperm whales, when they would process the the fat, uh, it would actually look like semen, but not the semen on the ships, like sperm. What do you you mean process the fat? They don't do this anymore. It was inappropriate then. It's incredibly inappropriate now, but they would kill the whale. And then like the ship itself would like boil down all the, the fat and blubber into and make whale oil from it, which they would well, use the well, like, we needed whale oil. That was a big part of our economy for many years. I don't know that it was inappropriate. I'm <laughs> I'm very I'm very pro whale oil if that's what we're getting at. I think well, you, guys, you guys are on the wrong side of history, I think. What was inappropriate is they were swearing a lot while they were doing it. Okay. Well, and they were dropping a lot of stereotypes. We know what Navy men are like, Brian, and they swear a lot. Perhaps, but I still just think that these whales had it coming. And if I had my way, we'd still be harpooning them. So, <laughs> well, wow. Let's, let's get to this article and see how you feel at the end of it. I right. hope you're not one of those fishermen that like to have fun with sea animals. It's a callback, okay. Mike. That's pretty good. Yeah, first episode callback. First, mm-hmm. first sentence of the show callback. That's right. So a new study of whale behavior in the 19th century revealed something surprising. Researchers using digitized 19th century logbooks detailing the hunting of sperm whales in the North Pacific. You know what? I Can I just say this? I have a logbook. It's just whatever book's sitting next to my toilet. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> So the researchers discovered (laughs) that within just a few years, the strike rate of whalers' harpoons decreased by 58%. Probably had torn rotator cuffs. You know who would be a good uh, whale whale killer? Tom Brady. That's right. He'd be the best. You know, he might already be the best whale killer. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Now we're a sports podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Brady throws out his arm harpooning whales. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised to see that headline. You know who would be the best cow puncher, which is a job. What is a cow puncher? I think it's when you brand a cow. I think it's the very cruel act of branding an animal with a hot iron. Okay. Well, then that would be Keith Raniere. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Uh, he's the leader of the Nexium cult who uh oh, see it's a rival it's a rival to camps campers you wouldn't understand you're 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 no, vested I, in your I'm own I'm trying to follow that stuff I think that's I think that detracts from the good works of the folks I work with so this simple fact led researchers to an astonishing conclusion nothing changed in the whaler's technique or technology so the only way this change could occur is if this information was being collectively shared among the whales, who then made vital changes to their behavior. In other words, the whales collectively learned from their mistakes, even the ones that hadn't come into contact with whalers. Maybe they just got all the dumb whales, and all, there were only smart whales left. Isn't that, isn't that possible? There were a lot of whales back then. They weren't an in, in endangered species. Well, they were really common. You know how the whales probably shared that information? A pod cast. <laughs> okay, come on, let's move on. A whale, a group of whales is a pod. Oh, no, that's... No, we get it. Oh, man, I feel like some people are going to get hurt listening to this episode. (laughs) Some of these jokes on this episode are just poison. (laughs) You know, nonetheless, I'm still kind of, you know... I'm still a little proud of... of, of, uh, The pod is good. Yeah. Yeah. The logbook... Logbook is very good. I mean, because it makes the reason why log. Let me explain the logbook. Okay. No, I get it. You, you just nah. You're right. That, that listen. That's beneath me. I don't. I don't work. I don't work blue. I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of these gross out comedians. I mean, I've been in your house. I've been in that bathroom, and I saw that chart you had. That is for the when I do a good job. I get if I get to put a star in there every time. Get a chart with what's you know. can, what's what's a good job? I don't understand. Right. If you see five stars, you know he wiped. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Well, it's, it's hard to get back onto because I hadn't been doing that for such a long time. Callback. Well, so these whales, they're right. getting together and they're, they're talking about uh, whalers and they're going like, okay. They go, these motherfuckers. Well, they, they would have done it in whale talk, but yeah. yeah how yeah, how does that sound? You yeah. take us there. Take us there, well, Kevin. We'll get to that. We, we discussed that. 
So before they were hunted by humans, sperm whales' only natural predator was the orca. In order to fight off orcas, a pod of sperm whales formed defensive circles with their tails held outwards to keep their assailants at bay. But the static nature of these circles made them easy targets for whalers. Yep. Whalers' journals at the time... <laughs> Brian knew that because he's hunted whale. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Whaler journals at the time reflected these new behaviors as whales stopped forming circles and instead when they saw a ship, they seemed to communicate with one another before swimming upwind to escape the hunter's ships. So is the implication that that they swim upwind? Yeah, because the ships had sails back then. So right. if you swam up, right. upwind, the ships couldn't pursue you. These weren't square rigged ships. They could tack. They could. They yeah, could not, not nearly as well. Yeah, but not nearly as fast as a as a whale. I think... If the whales went downwind, they could probably catch him. Why didn't the whales just go underwater so the ships couldn't get them? Well, you eventually got a surface, right? These were researchers, Brian, at Canada's <laughs> Dalhousie University. Right, and this is so, another instance of some knucklehead who got a marine biology degree needing to justify their existence. Can you can you explain it? Yeah, I already did. All the dumb whales got hunted. Can you explain Buttergate, Brian? We've explained Buttergate. These are these are the mysteries of the universe unraveled by a single university. Is it the same university? <laughs> yeah, Dalhousie University. Oh goddamn! Oh, but uh, yeah, this is a bunch of Charbois, and I, I forget the name of this guy. He's from uh, Nova Scotia. The Grifter University. What? A, who? Whales were fifty-eight percent less shot with a harpoon in the nineteenth century. You know, bitch, you've never been there. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Well, well, I mean, isn't it just as possible that the the demand for whale oil jumped after a few years, so there were more whalers going out? Maybe they were less experienced, or maybe they were throwing more harp. Maybe just the volume of harpoon throws went up, and so it looks like they were less accurate, but they were just throwing more harpoons. Maybe they doubled up their crews to get more whales. You miss a hundred percent of the whales you don't throw a harpoon at. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, the the technique didn't change, but the volume of times they attempted said technique might have changed. The and game didn't change. It's the players stayed the same. Uh, I appreciate your support <laughs> in my argument. If the, if the demand went up and they sent out more more ships, they would still have the same rate of hitting whales because whales were fairly common at that time. My daddy works on a pirate ship and cleans up asses. That's bullshit. You're, <laughs> now you're just fishing now for... Whaling past episodes to reference that's I'm harpooning. Yes. Oh, yeah. See, I think that is a perfect analogy where Mike is demonstrating <laughs> that he is just scattershotting previous episodes for as many callbacks as possible, but he's missing quite a bit. <laughs> so as he increases his rate to get more, he doesn't remember two thirds of those episodes. He doesn't remember any of this. <laughs> I'm surprised he can sit up straight right now. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> So to, to address some of your concerns here, sperm whales themselves live in highly organized social clans, and each clan appears to communicate in its own dialect through a series of clicks. <laughs> Look at Brian's face. It's not true. I'm not sorry. True. In fact, these whales are known to communicate information about new feeding grounds, and sperm whales also possess the largest brains on the planet. Ooh. Ooh yeah. So smart that we almost wiped them out. Yeah. We had to decide to not wipe them out. If they're so smart, why didn't they change their name from sperm to something cool? It's a hell of a good question. (laughs) Why didn't they throw those harpoons back? Why weren't they harpooning us? Why were we the ones that were harpooning? They don't have hands. Well, why don't they have hands? They're so smart. See, again, it seems (laughs) like, you know, if your brain's so big. Grow hands, stupid whales. Man, that'd be really scary, though, to... uh... Uh, roll out one of those little ships and try to kill a whale. Yeah, kind of. You kind of get what you deserve, though, if you get killed by one of those things. God, imagine, imagine how powerful you would feel killing a whale with a harpoon. It's like what a what a rush, right? <laughs> well, you're pro killing killing sperm whales. Oh yeah, I'm very I, like I'm very. I, there's I think there's too many of them. <laughs> Still, they're an endangered, oh, yeah. endangered species, Brian. Well, you can say that about anything. I mean, they say cheetahs are endangered, and they say that, you know, bears are endangered. 
the different tigers are endangered, pandas are endangered. They can just say things are endangered. I say what's the real endangered species, and that's the American freedom. <laughs> yes, it's been hunted to extinction by a <laughs> by by a weapon called canceled culture. <laughs> yeah, but now we're now we're getting into it. I, look, I knew we were going to have to talk about this sooner or later. Yeah, I'm just guessing that some people are going to be upset about what I said about whales. I looked on the internet. And right. they said that Mark has been canceled, but the rest of us are okay. Right, good. Here's the thing. There's this thing going around called cancel culture. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? I'm starting a new movement, and it's called renewal culture. And that's where when you cancel something, guess what? I renew it. What are you going to bring back? What's your first order of business? First order of business, prayer in schools. <laughs> Renewed. That's right. What what's next in line? Let's keep going. What's I like next this. in line? Let's see here. Women not allowed to wear pants. Renewed. <laughs> Renewed. Renewed. I mean, they can wear something. They just. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a long dress. How else will I know from afar if I'm looking at a man or a woman? Drinking Coca Cola for every single meal. Renewed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is is that the whole meal, or is that just like? What you drink with the meal. No, that's the liquid that I have every single meal, and I don't have to have water ever renewed. Every cartoon character renewed. Street Sharks? Call back. Street Sharks renewed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that book that the kids author that got cancel culture? Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling? No, that needs that. No, that needs to stay canceled. That one, that's the one that gets to right. stay canceled because it's about witches and warlocks, and I don't want. <laughs> Yeah, that's the reason. I don't want six pack nuggets to get any idea to that he might be able to kill people with his mind because I'll be honest with you, I'm afraid he might be able to. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Renewed. <laughs> Judy Bloom. Super fudge. Renewed. Super fudge. That's right. The mouse and the motorcycle. Renewed. What was the one where the kid had acne, but he then it turned out his acne was cocoa? And his all his acne was made out of chocolate. The chocolate fever, maybe? Is that an HR Giger story? That's awful. <laughs> that sounds yeah. And so I just began to eat my face. And it was delicious. And I pulled off strips. It was delicious. It was so sweet. And they all looked at me, but they didn't know my sweet meats. Each each mm. each orifice vomited its own piece of chocolate which went right back into my mouth and only to fit it back up again. <laughs> the sticky sweet running down my fingers down my face and altered a napkin pressed against my flesh again. And Delicious for, uh, sweetness. How the villagers came to have a little taste of my flesh. <laughs> of the pus from within my flesh. Right. Drink of my pus. It is delicious. <laughs> Child, come closer. Once inside them, it curdled slowly, slowly in their bellies <laughs> and created oils which wormed their way out to the top. And soon their stomachs were filled with new nipples that created their own chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> the worm creatures suckled upon the nipples on the inner lining of their stomachs. The sweet, sweet from the inside. I knew it was there. I watched and I laughed. Oh, how they danced. Written by H.R. Giger, illustrated <laughs> by Shel Silverstein. Yeah. Oof. So- I'm, I've got the image of little creatures suckling on nipples on the inside of my stomach now. Yeah. There's just a, a really like a quiet little. Oh, yeah. De- only in the dead silence, right when you're about to fall asleep and you just hear the, yeah. the sweet suckling sound of the worms from the inside. Give us more. That's right. What's, what's that noise? Give us more. Mm-hmm. We hunger. <laughs> we hunger. <laughs> Clog your pores so we can eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does us no good on the outside. Force it back in. Clog your pores. Slather the grease on your body. We want to eat the sebaceous. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is we we turned into a horror podcast <laughs> now. That's where brain mouth leads. Yep, that's right. That's right. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to rededicate ourselves to a to a whole new 
bit. Or yeah, maybe, this is it for the creepypasta fans. Mm. <laughs> this is how the creepypasta gets made. Bam, look at that. Look at that. Another look at that board. <laughs> Filling up the board. Okay, so our last story comes to us mm-hmm. from National Geographic. Mm. Around 6200 years ago, a group of at least 41 men, women and children, so just before the earth was formed. Yes, yes, that's right. No, if you do the math, it's like what, 5700 years, Mike? Yeah, and I like to I spent a lot of free time doing math. Um <laughs> Mhm. That checks out, Brian. Okay. So around 6,200 years ago, a group of at least 41 men, women, and children were brutally murdered before being dumped in a mass grave in what is now eastern Croatia. The archaeologist who uncovered the grave in 2007 believed at the time the victims were related and the mass killing was the result of some kind of struggle for power between warring rivals. Hmm. However... A recent genetic study of the massacre revealed most of its victims were not closely related, suggesting a new conclusion, genocide. The burial pit was found during the construction of a garage. It's seven feet across and three feet deep, and some of the skeletons were still articulated while others were broken into pieces. The victims appear to be members of the prehistoric Lazinia culture. Very little is known about them, but they were believed to be nomadic people. Archaeologists believe this execution was carried out in a single event and that the victims were restrained because most of them show one or two sharp blows to the backs of their heads, and none shows injuries in their forearms like they might have been defending themselves. So, who killed these individuals and why? According to one archaeologist on the study, we just don't know. And unless some clear-cut archaeological evidence is found nearby, he adds, I don't think we will ever find out. Here's what I want to know. I'm interested. Somebody was trying to build a garage? Right. What kind of size are we looking at here? And we talking like a garage garage? We talking for cars? We looking to do like a man cave type scenario? Maybe get a couple beer mirrors in there. Maybe an arcade machine stuck at full of your favorite 8-bit games. Get maybe a... Get maybe a you know an emulator. Go ahead and have uh, you know just all the you know cool games from that era from from the era I came up in. The Simpsons, mm-hmm. the X Men game that you have like six controllers. Golden Axe, maybe Golden Axe. Maybe yeah. go ahead and get a, a little kegerator in there. Uh, could fill it up with a nice frosty IPA, something, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying I want to start homebrewing, but I'm not against start homebrewing. <laughs> um, you know, a little St. Pauli girl neon sign up, uh, get a little projector in there in case I want to watch the game with my boys. Well, think how cool it would be to, to keep some of the skeletons for the garage too. It's just, decoration. that's what I'm thinking. So you got, yeah. you got all that in there. Like, does my dog get to keep those skeletons, hang up the skeletons around, have them playing, you know, maybe you got an old guitar that you don't really play anymore, but, but one of those skeletons playing it. Yeah, it's like, great. what is a grateful dead performing in here? And you're like, no, nah, yeah. not really. But then who knows? Maybe you do smoke a dube. Maybe you do, maybe whatever, you know, you know, the, it's, it's your garage. It's my garage. And you know what? You know what? Give me my space. You know, give me a little like, yes. I, you know, just just give me a little bit of space to myself. Is that yes. is it so much for me to just chill out by myself in the garage that I built with the skeletons that I found in the garage and and just right. just a little fucking peace and fucking quiet and some of my own tunes. I work all fucking day and and and, and I just I want to I want to have a good time. Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. Yes, things. I will mow the lawn at some point. Yes, but right now, let me chill out with these murdered skeletons. I I feel like they need those skeletons for science. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> they don't know what they're going to do with them. They don't need them. They don't. They'll, they'll never find out. They already have uh, have learned more information in studying them. Well, last I heard, if Mike owns land, they're his skeletons. So, yep. Uh, who won in the case of finders versus keepers? I don't think that was the conflict. I think it was finders versus losers. I think finders became keepers. Losers 
famously became weepers. Just because you're the finder doesn't mean you're the keeper. Yes, it does. It does. It does. Legally, if you are the finder, you are the keeper. Well, then why are you versed yourself? That was the, it was a trick question. Right. It almost seems like somebody buried these bodies and then moved the headstones. What is happening? <laughs> I think that's that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Uh, if you see any news stories you'd like to share with us, please email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week.